This episode of the Chats by Rotaract Australia podcast is sponsored by Rotary International District 9650. 9650 is in northern New South Wales and current District Governor Debbie Loveday is passionate about engaging young people in meaningful and creative ways. The district is home to two Rotaract clubs and over 50 Rotary clubs and over the last few years has been hugely encouraging of Rotaract and Rotary's youth programs including RILA. The district actively seeks ways to encourage and support millennials and those at the start of their career to take up some of the great opportunities Rotary International can provide. To find out more about the district, head to their Facebook page, Rotary District 9650, or their website, www.rotary9650.org.au. You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hi guys, my name is Laura and welcome to this episode of the Chats by Rotaract Australia podcast. My name is Laura and I'm your host and today we are talking all things Rotary Foundation. Now I know most people, uh, particularly when they first get into the Rotary family, glaze over when they hear that but through experience I know that it's not a boring subject and my host tonight uh, is Maury Stack who is a very dear friend of mine uh, and has taken me on a journey of enlightenment to understand the foundation and tonight we are going to be talking through it so welcome Maury. Good evening Laura good to talk to you. (laughs) Excellent. Well, look, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, Why don't you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and your Rotary journey? Okay. Well, I joined Rotary in 2000, so um, 21 years ago. I joined a club in Tari, Tari on Menning, Um, became president a couple of times in 2015-16. I became governor of our district. I, for the last three years, have been the Rotary Foundation district chair of our district. And for 12 months, I have been the chair of Rotary Foundation Australia. So I have a fair involvement with the Rotary Foundation. Excellent. And I think I met you clearly at the start of your district foundation journey. And I feel like we've had many a conversation where you've internally cringed every time I say, oh, the Rotary Foundation is so boring. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, hopefully tonight uh, we get a little bit better of an understanding and particularly for Rotaractors because I think there's a really big emphasis on the foundation as a Rotarian and as a Rotary Club, but there is a lot that Rotaractors can do. So um, why don't you first start by explaining what the Rotary Foundation is? Well, I think maybe your members would best understand it as a global piggy bank. It's a place where Rotarians and Rotary Clubs put money um against the rainy day and the rainy day is when they have a project where they need substantial funds a lot more than the club would have available so what we do is we encourage people to put money into the rotary foundation and then when they have a a significant project to use those foundation funds and they're accessible by rotary clubs lara by in two ways first we have things called district grants so a a large sum of money our our district typically gets about 30 30 30, dollars us so maybe forty five thousand dollars australian depending on the exchange rate early 40s and those funds are made available to clubs in the district who put in applications for projects and so normally we don't give over four thousand dollars per project but it depends if there's not enough then we'll give more than that 
Um, and so clubs can put in anything they like for those projects. They might be an international project. They might be a uh, project in their local town. Often they're just local projects. Somebody wants to put some schools in, some uh, books into the local school or organise some play equipment somewhere or anything that comes into their minds. Um, so that's an area where uh, Rotaract can, can come in because any Rotaract club can go to their, they all have an association with a Rotary club. You can go to them and say, guys, We've got this great little project. How about putting an application into uh, for a district grant? And, you know, in, in the three years I've been in this position, we haven't knocked back a single application. Every application that's come to us has been funded. Sometimes they've been funded uh, by less than 100%. Sometimes they've been funded by more than 100%, depending on the number of applications. And the second way in which the foundation funds can be accessed and, and what they exist for is global grants. So global grants are for projects where the are of a size of a minimum of US $30,000. So depending on the exchange rate, early $40,000, $42,000, um, $45,000 Australian. So they're significant projects. Um, most of the projects tend to be international projects, but they don't have to be. They can be projects within Australia. They have to come within our six uh, and now from the 1st of July, seven areas of focus. So from the 1st of July, we've added the environment to the areas of focus. And without boring you with the areas of focus, I'd just say that they're based on the sustainability development goals of the United Nations. So the UN has sat down and said these are the, they've got 17 sustainable development goals. And when you line our areas of focus up, they, um, they line up with um, a lot of those uh, sustainable development goals. So maybe if I just give you a, a couple of examples in terms of global grants, there's a Rotary Club in Port Macquarie that you know that has had a major focus to build a new mothers and babies hospital in Nepal. They happen to have a Rotarian in their club, Dr. Ray Hodgson, who is an obstetrician and gynecologist, and he's been leading a team of health professionals to Nepal for you know many years. Um, and the reason he does that is because he discovered that Nepal has the highest rate of pelvic floor collapse amongst uh, young women. Um, it's a horrendous condition, one which is easily fixed in Australia, but they don't have the medical care available. And so it results from a, of a, as a protrudence from the vagina. It means that sexual relationship with their husband is impossible. They're, um, they're in a lot of pain. It's embarrassing. Uh, incontinence, all sorts of problems. And they tend to be, husbands tend to throw them out. You know, they're just cast out. Uh, there's a very high rate of infant mortality and maternal mortality in Nepal, much, much higher than uh, we would regard as vaguely acceptable in this country. So Ray's had this project to build a mother and baby's hospital. And he gave us a little presentation a week ago where he said that before he joined Rotary, he's on this journey to raise $1.5 million. And before he joined Rotary, he showed the, the trajectory of his drawings and he said it was going to be 100 years before he got the money. <laughs> and then he joined Rotary we all got behind him and suddenly he got a Rotary Foundation grant of, I think it's about $400,000 to outfit the hospital and that's been approved and the monies are available now and he got all sorts of other support and he's now up to about, I think, $1.35 of his $1.5 So it's a wonderful project meeting a you know terrific need. You know, just within my own club, uh, we were approached to support a doctor, Michael Sasanko. Now, Michael's a GP in Uganda and they don't have any geriatric services there. So um, he's been working with a geriatrician 
Professor Vasi Naganathan from Concord Hospital for some years. And uh, Vasi has been training Michael as to in geriatrics. But to set up, they don't have a geriatric service, so to set it up, he needs formal qualifications. So Vasi came to us and said, would we support Michael in this project to get trained in Cape Town, South, uh, South Africa, as a, um, a um, geriatrician? So we took that on. That's approved. Was very. It was approved within six days as a global grant of well over a hundred thousand dollars, hundred and thirty thousand dollars, I think it was. Michael's been training as a geriatrician in uh, for eighteen months, two years now, another year to go, I think. And he will set up the first geriatric service in Uganda. You know, it's a pretty significant accomplishment, and that's a club. That's a project of my Rotary Club. You know, mine's a small Rotary Club. Doesn't have lots of funds. It could not even consider taking on a project like that without the support of the Rotary Foundation. The uh, bushfires uh, that ripped through this area 18 months ago, we put in, quickly put in an application for a disaster relief grant from the foundation and they just as quickly gave us um, US $25,000, about $37,000, which we used to buy tanks, water tanks and fencing for people affected. And then uh, we went to them and said, we want some permanent stuff. We want to uh, try and set some of these villages up where the fires roared through to make it easier for them the, ne the next time there's bushfires. And so they've funded two 100,000 litre tanks to go uh, to a little place called Bowman and a place called Kapara, little villages out of Taree. Because what's happened in those places when the fire rips through, it's always at the end of a dry time, and they the water trucks can't get water because there's no water available locally. So they they have to take a thirty minute journey to get a load of walk and water and come back. By the time they get back, the place they were looking at is burnt down. Um, so this hundred thousand liters tanks. Uh, plus other other things that we're doing, but um, those tanks will make a real difference. Again, there's no way that our small club, that's a $75,000 project, there's no way our small club could have funded that without the support of the Rotary Foundation. Most of the funds have come from the uh, from the Rotary Foundation. And so I think... So that's not, that's not boring, is it, Lara? Look, that's absolutely not boring. And I think when you, you talk about numbers and you talk about, you know, the, the technical side of the foundation, I guess that's the admin side, but the the real meaty part, I guess, is the, the projects and having the funds to be able to create that real difference in the world, which is why we're all part of the Rotary family. So I think that that's a really special thing. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that isn't understood even by Rotarians in Australia is that we're a net importer of funds. For every dollar that we in Australia put into the Rotary Foundation, we withdraw $3. So if we put a couple of million dollars into the foundation, we end up taking $6 million out of the foundation. And that's because there are some districts overseas that aren't as active as Australia in running projects, but they just raise money. Dee and I had the, uh, had the privilege of representing the president of Rotary International at a district conference in Taiwan a couple of years ago. And at that district conference, they had um, about 400 people turned up for a dinner on the Friday night, and they were all major donors. Every one of those had given more than US for $10,000 to the foundation. They put 27 people on stage. This is just one district of six districts in Taiwan. Uh, they put 27 people on stage and they were all Arch Clump Society members, which meant that every one of those had donated at least US $250,000 
to the foundation. And yet when I talked to them about projects, they, they thought this was all an amazing idea that you'd actually run projects because the way they think about the foundation, it's a place where you just donate money. And we don't mind that because in Australia we say we'll have some of that money because we've got some wonderful projects. I suppose, you know, we have spoken tonight um, about a lot of projects happening on the East Coast, but the foundation is being used by every district in Australia, I'm sure. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's we throughout Australia we're very active in foundation projects, and and they're not of course all projects overseas. A lot of them are overseas projects in developing countries, but um, but you know projects in Australia are e- equally encouraged. And so, what is some advice for Rotaract clubs specifically, but I guess rot- Rotary clubs as well? How do you go about thinking about using funds from the foundation for your local projects? So the first thing is to sit down and, and find a project. One of the things that the foundation requires with global grants is that you have to do a community needs assessment. They don't want a, a bunch of Rotarians uh, turning up in um, in Nepal or um, Nauru or somewhere and saying, oh, I think what this village needs is such and such, and then going ahead and funding a project when if you just ask the villagers, they'd say, actually, what we really need is something different. You know, we really need books for our school. So the so that's a requirement. If you want to apply for a global grant, you have to do a community needs assessment and ask the local people what they want. I think we don't do it in Australia, but I think we could well do that in our local communities and just inquire, just see what, what the local community would like us to do. A Rotaract Club can do that, make some inquiries, put an article in the local paper and saying, you know, what would you like us to do? And then you come up with a project in, in within our district. It'll vary from district to district, but within our district, we, we work on a limit of about $4,000 for these district grants. And so you come up with a project and say, well, you know, we can do something for $4,000, Maybe we'll raise a couple of thousand dollars ourselves and make it a $6,000 project. Um, and we could do something in a local school. We could do something in a, we could do something for the local homeless people. There's there's lots of things you could do. And there's lots of Rotary clubs who don't apply for district grants. So if the if the local Rotaract club says, we've got this project and they come to their, to their local Rotary club and say, we want you guys to apply for this money because this is what we want to do. Why wouldn't the local Rotary club do it? Of course they will. And I think that that's particularly in a Rotaract setting we're always looking for opportunities to collaborate with our Rotary partners and this would be a really great opportunity yep. to do that that would benefit the community but also the relationships between the clubs. Yeah, of course. And it promotes the name of Rotary in the local community which in turn has flow-on effects. It makes people more likely to to want to be part of an organisation that's that's active, that's doing things and making an impact in the local area. Which really, at the end of the day, is why we all joined to make a difference. Yeah, and, you know, Rotor actors are young. I imagine a lot of Rotor actors travel overseas. And, you know, all you have to do is keep your eyes out. If you're in a developing country and you see some need in a school, instead of saying, isn't that awful, you can come back and say, why don't we do something about that? You know, we can't fix the whole world, but we could help that one school or we could help what that one health facility or that one group of people who need um, some help in literacy or whatever it is. So it's a matter of just sort of keeping your eyes open for, for needs and then saying, although I as an individual couldn't do anything about this, with the aid of the funds available through the Rotary Foundation, maybe we could do something significant. And I think one thing, particularly in my experience, is a lot of international projects run by Rotary clubs. There's also usually a Rotary club somewhere 
in on the other side of the world that they partner with to then foster those relationships even further. Yeah, in fact, that's a requirement, uh, Lara. The the uh, you have to have an international partner and a, and a host country partner. So you can't run a project in. Africa or any other developing country, unless you've got a Rotary Club on the ground there that's going to work with you. And, you know, that's terribly important because the local Rotary Club understands the needs. They've got the local connections to make things happen. Years ago, I wanted to do a, when the tsunami happened in 2004, that's uh, struck Indonesia amongst other countries, a mate of mine said, we've got to do something in Indonesia, we've got to do a project. And I said, oh, well, we'll, we'll support one of the local charities. And he said, no, no, we have to get off our bums and do something in Indonesia. So uh, we um, set up a rotary project and the next thing he and another mate of mine were on a plane. I organised for them to be met by some Rotarians who I didn't know, but I got on the internet and found them. Some Rotarians in um, capital of of Indonesia. (laughs) I've got a metal block. Uh, and then they flew to Medan and were met by some Rotarians there who organised, couldn't get access to the island of Nias. My mate Grant was determined to do a project on the island of Nias because it's a great surfing island where Australian surfers go. So the next thing, the Rotarian, you couldn't get into into um, the island of Nias because of the um, tsunami that had damaged everything. But he managed to get them on a, an, uh, an Air Force plane to go over there and they met with people, came up with a project and we ended up building a medical centre on the island of Nias. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what, good. what's your one piece of advice to rotor actors? Um, I would say just keep your eyes open. Uh, keep your eyes open. Look for look for needs in the your local community. If you travel overseas, hopefully you don't just travel in first world countries, but if you travel overseas in countries where there's needs, have a look there. And where you see a need, instead of saying, well, I can't do anything about it, just think about it and think, well, maybe... I can't do anything about it, but maybe together with my mates in my Rotary Club and maybe with the Rotary Club we're associated with, maybe we can do something. And even if we're just helping one village or one school, you know, it's you light a single light, a single candle in the darkness and, and you're making a difference. You know, your club does something like that and another club does something like that and together it makes a, it makes a real difference. Absolutely. Well, look, thank you so much, Maury, for chatting to us about the foundation. Hopefully our listeners are a little bit more clued up now and hopefully they'll be inundated with the requests for foundation money to to make a difference locally and also overseas. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah, no, I was just going to say the other thing that the other thing you could do is encourage your members to support the foundation financially and they may they may not have a lot of money themselves, but they know, may know people who've got some money and any contributions to the foundation are really well used. Our overheads are very low. The money is used on worthwhile projects. It's the only pro, it's the only charity where you can put the money in and then you can take the money out, which is what Rotary Clubs do. And what is the best way to donate to the foundation? Simply go on to uh, Rotary International and the first thing you'll see on the homepage is a donate button. Hit that donate button. And when you uh, when it comes up, it'll say what currency, and you tick the Australian currency. As soon as you do that, that guarantees that the funds will go to a bank account at Parramatta under the control of Rotary Foundation Australia. And I'm the chair of Rotary Foundation Australia, and I see every every dollar that goes out of that fund comes across my desk, and I can tell you they all go to wonderful, wonderful projects. Excellent. Well, look, folks, you heard it here first. Go and donate so Murray can see the numbers 
stack up uh, and we can help all these people in our communities that can benefit. So, look, thank you for chatting, Mori, and listeners, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Like and subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Roadwreck Australia on your favourite podcasting channel and like, share and comment on the RA socials.